Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. I've heard recently that I'm some people's favorite shrink. I wonder who you heard that from. Well, could be someone who's sitting on my couch right now. And yes, folks, I do have a couch. Let me go back to my childhood, right? Ken, you're on it. (laughs) Tell me about your mother. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's one of the stereotypes, right? Her for last words will probably shrinks. be, uh, uh, you're bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I have with me here today a good friend of mine, an associate in the National Speakers Association. We've known each other for a couple of years now. Three years, two, three years, yeah. Yeah, this is Ken Gallagher, who's amazing. Thank and you. you just published your next book. I did. You've had several, actually. You're very prolific. But you have just finished your next book, which is called Moving Faster Than the Speed of Doubt. And the title itself is enough to get you going. Oh, yeah. Hypersonic. So uh, we'll have some fun conversation about that. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, been a little while in coming. We've been plotting and scheming this for a while. And now that your book is, is released and available... A great time to have a conversation about this concept, moving faster than the speed of doubt. Maybe to get us started with that, why should we listen to you? That's is that a, a fair question. question? It is a fair question. In fact, I've often asked myself that same question. Why should you listen to me? I think all of us who, who speak for a living have to answer that question at We some do. Point. We definitely do. And I think so many of us, like myself... When we get to that point where we feel like we have something to share, mm-hmm. we've been through something, we know something, or we feel that something that we know can be of help to somebody else, right. there is a surge of energy of wanting to share that. Yeah. Right. We want to help somebody. We want to reach out and touch somebody. Now, you're coming from, from a perspective of having had some life experience, which has taught you some principles. And you've done some research and reading, some diligence, really, to identify principles that allow people to move past a barrier. Uh, And we have a lot of names for this barrier. You've picked the word doubt for this particular conversation, Uh, this book that you just finished. Talk about that for a minute, how doubt gets in our way. And then let's lead that into what kind of principles help you to get past that. Absolutely. You know, most of my experience comes from the three-decade-plus-long career that I've worked in where I've owned a small business working and taking care of damage claims for the van line industry. So I get to deal with people who have had a negative experience with their moving company. They move from the all around the world to Utah, the surrounding states, and the inner mountain mm-hmm. area. And when things go wrong, I was, I've always been the go-to guy that insurance companies and these moving mm. companies go to to go solve their problems and help them get past where they're at so they can get their life back. 
the most frequent thing that I encounter with people is doubt. They say, oh, this can't be done, or this will never be solved, or this can't work. Right. And so I've had to deal with that for a living and with a profession, and dealing with that element of psychology with people where they just doubt that anything can be done to help them mm-hmm. or they can get on their way. And when we're done, most the most common thing that I hear from people is they say, wow, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Nowhere further was I challenged by this than when I had something go wrong with my health many years ago. Oh, boy. I was always a biker and a hiker, the active outdoorsy type. And when a surgery went wrong in the mid-90s, and an infection set in throughout my whole body. I nearly lost my life to oh, it. In fact, wow. we had to close the business. I was in and out of hospitals and doctor's offices 114 times over a two-year stretch. Oh. Uh, nobody could find a cure for it. And through little tiny steps, I was able to research this, get through it, and mm-hmm. figure it out, mm-hmm. rebuild my life and come back. And then I realized, you know what? I have created a, a philosophy that has served me well in this endeavor, and I've been doing it for a living for so long, I would like to share it because I've learned some things from being in thousands of homes of CEOs, celebrities, people that we all know, won't mm-hmm. drop any names here, mm-hmm. but I've learned something with this, and it's a value that can help anybody get out of a rut, figure out what their life's mission is, their life's purpose, right. and to be able to get what they really, really, truly desire out of their life. And it applies to anyone who's listening because these are principles that we're talking about. Exactly. Natural laws. They're always on. They affect everybody. So it'll affect the CEO or the celebrity just like it will affect the grade school child. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Okay. Well, intriguing. And I know what some of those principles are. We're going to get to those in just a minute. I, I wanted to comment about something that you said. As you encountered this challenge in your own life, this health problem, and who plans on being sick? I didn't. (laughs) No. And I shared with you just before the show, I'm going through a recovery of my own right now with a back problem that I did not expect or anticipate. And instead of getting up and going for a trail run or playing a vigorous game of basketball, I get to swim if I'm careful. You know? Mm -hmm. A whole different mindset that I'm dealing with. And as you discovered principles that made a difference for you, it changed your life in a way that was so profound and so meaningful that the next natural thing you wanted to do is share it with people. Oh, I do. Absolutely. Because there were hidden truths and perspectives that I'd never even thought of, Mm -hmm. knew of, or um, could even conceive prior to that happening. Once you've been on the other right. side of when you lose something in your life, you think differently yes. when you come back. That's exactly right. All right. So realizing that these principles can create freedom and an improved life for anyone who chooses to apply them, we better identify what those principles are. Let's get to them. So this big barrier of doubt jumps up and it gets in your way, telling you that you can't. And by the way, psychologically, the thought, the belief that I can't turns the brain off. Oh, absolutely. It it really does. You know, most people struggle with this. Yeah. Talk to any entrepreneur, talk to any athlete, talk to any person who has achieved something of of significance and ask them what it was like when they started. They were afraid. 
They had doubts. They were worried about what other people would think. They kind of like you and me, it. in other words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what am I doing this for? You know, especially right. when you get on a stage in front of people, it's like, do I really want to do this to myself or not? But yeah. that is where we have the breakthroughs. That's where we get past these things when we force ourselves to do them. Yes. Most of us will stop before that point. And sometimes even the success of something we're working on will actually scare us away from it when we see it begin to emerge. Mm -hmm. So I go into that in the book about how to get past that, what to do when these things confront you, and there are systematic steps you can take to overcome it. So get us started on that. Where does it start? Well, the first thing I use is the analogy of breaking the sound barrier. That's where the mm. title came from. Chuck, everybody's Chuck familiar Yeager. with Chuck Yeager, 1947. People prior to that time in the aviation industry believed that if you could travel to the, the or approach the speed of sound, which at sea level, I believe, is 636 miles per hour, that okay. if you could get to that speed, you would die. <laughs> and so Chuck Yeager comes along. He's a test pilot, and they created an aircraft, an experimental aircraft, where he could actually do this with rocket power uh -huh. and the engine. His Comrades, his associates, everybody chided him about getting his life insurance paid up because they thought he was going to die. Well, right. when he was over Baker, California in October of 1947 and actually approached the speed of sound in this test flight, mm -hmm. people on the ground witnessing this event heard the first audible sonic boom. When they did, they thought his plane blew up. Right. He just pierced the sound barrier. The waves of sound that he was producing could not keep up with his aircraft. They and of piled course, up behind him. And, and yeah. six years later, he comes back to more than double that speed. This analogy of breaking the sound barrier is what people go through in a very literal sense when they pierce what I call the doubt barrier. Okay. When they pierce that doubt barrier, the waves of doubt, such as uh, uncertainty, pain, worry and fear mm -hmm. can't keep up with them great innovators and people who excel at something are operating beyond that speed that if you will speed. that, analo that analogous okay. reference to speed yeah and they don't those waves of doubt don't keep up with them and that's where you find innovations solutions ideas and epiphanies that's where those occur is beyond what i call the doubt barrier and people are unencumbered by those old waves of doubt mm -hmm. and they go on to perform great things because they no longer have those encumbrances in their life. That's right. Things that may have been considered to be impossible before. Exactly. Interesting that there were opinions that you would die if you moved faster than the speed of sound based on what experience. I don't think mm -hmm. so. They hadn't done it before. Uh, same thing with Roger Bannister in the four-minute mile. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't do that. The human body cannot move that fast. And we have a colleague and friend who's, uh, even at our age, approaching that. Let me guess, Brad Barton. Brad Barton. He's amazing. Current world record for the indoor mile for old guys like you and me. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> There's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there is. Yes. So... So this idea that I can't turns the, the brain off. There's nowhere to go with that. To get past that, that barrier, we have to have a paradigm shift, a, a new thought. How can I? 
Well, there are three things. I broke it down. And as yeah. I was telling you before the show, I studied the lives of great innovators and everybody I could find in the news for many years to find out what it was that these people had that enabled them to pierce the doubt barrier. Mm-hmm. I had storyboard charts up on my credenz all around the wall. Yeah. It, it was just like a, a, a Einstein's lab, you know, or his chalkboard. I had diagrams and charts set up for years. And what I wanted to find out was what was common to all of them. Right. I found three things. Okay. All of them had three things going for them that created what I like to refer to as a, a special blend of a jet fuel, if you will, a psychic jet fuel. The three okay. things are passion, mm-hmm. ambition, and meaning. Meaning is the most powerful human motivator that there is. Yeah. That's why people do what they do. When those three things are blended simultaneously, it creates a type of psychic fusion and a person experiences what I call a psychic boom. And I've noticed that with <laughs> all of their lives. They all have this. They, it's, it's like they have this breakthrough where they realize they can do it and they just take off. You look, you look at Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, Sam Walton, all these great innovators, yeah. even Walt Disney with eight nervous breakdowns behind him. This is something you would mm-hmm. enjoy studying. They knew they could do what they could do. They could see things as they, beca- as, as they could be, and they became visionaries. This is how they did it. But with those three things together, passion, ambition, and meaning, they were unstoppable. The beauty is, is, is anybody can harness those. That's available to everyone. That is. They just have right. to know how to harness it. Right. Which is what the book is all about. Exactly. Beautiful. So passion, ambition, and meaning. We're just coming up on a break here in a minute, but uh, when you said meaning, uh, you mentioned him before the show, too. Uh, Victor Frankl, who wrote the book Man's Search for Meaning. Meaning. Uh, When you have a strong enough purpose and a a strong enough sense of your own meaning, there's all kinds of things that you can overcome and move past. Is that the kind of meaning that you're talking about? Exactly. In fact, uh, I love Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. I think everybody should have that in their personal library. Oh, yes. When we come back, we can delve into that a little bit more. Required reading for humanity. You bet. Man's Search for Meaning and moving faster than the speed of doubt. Hi, my name is Chris Crone, and thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. I became financially independent, starting from nothing, by the age of 26. My purpose is to financially liberate the captive. Are you searching for a realistic, proven system in real estate to create enough residual income to retire or fund your dreams? I invite you to learn about a passive, turnkey, proven system and approach to real estate where my team of 200 experts can do all the heavy lifting to create the freedom you're searching for. Visit www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com to get a free copy of my book, The Straight Path to Real Estate Wealth. Just enter the code FREE at www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, 
drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com Nothing so conclusively proves a man's ability to lead others as what he does from day to day to lead himself. Thomas Watson, IBM founder. So Ken, we teased it up at the end of our last segment about meaning and Viktor Frankl and what a powerful concept that is to get clear about our own, our own meaning, our purpose. What else do you want to say about that as we head into this second segment? About meaning? Yeah. You know... What have you learned about that? Well, when I deal with uh, litigation claims, for example, um, I have found that people... I think meaning is what drives people to do what they do. Whether it's yeah. something that's objective or subjective or based on facts or fallacies, people will move and do, they will do things even to their own detriment because of what it means to them. Meaning is so powerful. Right, right. It'll drive a person to lose their life because of what their country means to them, even if it means leaving behind a grieving spouse and children. That's how powerful meaning is. A person right. will be willing to give their life because of what something means to them. That's right. There's so many examples of that all around us. Oh, yeah. Um, in thinking of, of Dr. Frankel's book, I, I had a, a guest recently on my show, Elizabeth Smart. I, I shared with Elizabeth that I felt that her story was just as powerful in so many ways. Because here, when you have a meaning that sustains you through the difficulties and the adversities that you're not only likely, but probably certain to encounter. It makes all the difference. Well, one of the things that I loved about Dr. Frankel's uh, work is he identified how meaning can even change our perception of pain. Right. If we change the meaning of what something is that's painful, we're mm -hmm. more willing to bear it, go through it, and even ignore the pain response, such as uh, like Michael Phelps, for example, the greatest Olympic, most decorated Olympic athlete. Mm -hmm. uh, prior to his uh, winning of all his gold medals, he trained every single day for five years without missing a day. Now imagine yeah. that, Christmas Day, New Year's, Fourth of July. To most people, that is no life. But right. the discomfort, the pain, and sacrifice that an athlete makes to go through painful training and sacrifices, they don't see, they don't really experience the pain on a level other somebody else would because of what it means to them. The Olympic gold means so much they are willing to pay that price. And they interpret it differently as a result. Exactly. This pain is not necessarily pain. It's a signal that I am, I am growing. I am becoming stronger. I am stretching. 
I, there's a bumper sticker I saw one time that said, pain is weakness leaving the body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously uh-huh. a bodybuilder, somebody who's a gym enthusiast. No pain, no gain. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Oh, which there's a reason why we have that saying. There's a lot of truth to that. Mm-hmm. And opposition in everything. Exactly. <sighs> Meaning. We could probably spend more time on that, but I want to make sure we get to these other two as well. Let's take them in reverse order since we started with meaning. Sure. Uh, ambition. What do you mean by ambition? What does that mean for us? Ambition, in the strictest sense of the definition, is the, will, the, the determination to succeed. But I add, mm. whether or not you feel like it. Whether or not you, you feel, feel like, like it. it. Yeah. The willingness to commit to something, to give yourself a command and obey it. And in the book, we des- I describe how... People will be willing to invest the ambition to do something if they can actually perceive it. If they can perceive the outcome, they are more likely to invest the ambition to get something done. A lot of people will give up because they'll look at the whole picture of something that's overwhelming, overwhelming them. How can I get past this divorce? How can I build this business? How will I ever get this off the ground? Mm -hmm. And when they look at the entire picture, they're overwhelmed by it. Yeah. And so what I tell them to do is there's a formula for getting past that. And I call it P over F equals A. Sounds like algebra, doesn't it? Okay. Perception divided by focus equals ambition. Okay. You follow that? Okay. Yeah, this is getting complex here. You know, we're in the... Right. It's like turn on your brain, folks. (laughs) Physics and aerodynamics. Here we go to algebra. Think on purpose today. Here's how it works. If you take something that is overwhelming you and you're looking at the whole picture of it, this is where people get stuck. They stop at this point. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, divide it up into segments of focus. For example, when I'm confronting something that's really big and daunting and challenging... I don't think of the, like if I'm climbing a mountain, for example, I don't want to think of the entire duration of the hike before I start because emotionally it's going to overwhelm me. So mm. I'll break it into segments. I only have to hike one hour, then we can stop. Or I only have to f- hike, you know, 500 feet, then we can stop. Yeah. Get to the falls. Take, and take one a step at a time, but do not let your perception take on the rest of the whole picture and dilute the focus that you have mm-hmm. in the now. It's focusing mm-hmm. on the now more or less. But that is yeah. how you take on bigger challenges. And it doesn't dilute your ambition that you would have to go do it. Right. So you don't really have to do the whole thing. You just do whatever's next. Exactly. And knowing how to prioritize those steps mm-hmm. is, is another key factor. I devote an entire chapter to how to prioritize. Nice. Very good. So a- ambition, whether you feel like it or not. One of my guests... Um, described this as the weather report. So you don't feel like doing it? Well, that's the weather report. That's just like saying it's raining today. I'm still going to work. Mm -hmm. It's the weather report. So you may feel like it, you may not. Does a young mother who has a baby think, well, I don't feel like getting up this morning while that baby's in the next room crying? Whether or not she feels like it, she will invest the ambition to get out of bed and go do what needs to be done to take care of that baby. Uh, a father who has to support his family. He knows he's got a mortgage hanging over his head no matter what the day looks like on Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Whether he feels like it or not, he will invest that ambition to go do it. And that ties us right back into that first point that you made about meaning. Mm -hmm. If that meaning is strong enough, then it's just the weather report. They're synergistic. Get up and work in the rain. 
Exactly. If that's what's required. Mm -hmm. Passion. That is the number one thing you got to start out with. And people say, well, how do you get passion? I devoted a whole chapter to this one. Passion is... It, it, it is so necessary. It's the lifeblood of what keeps you from quitting. But I, the best definition of it that I like is if you have passion for something, you can't be talked out of it. Yeah. If you can be talked out of something, then you did not have sufficient passion to mm -hmm. maintain sustained flight for what it is you want to go after. Passion is something that you feel all the way to the depths of your soul, whether you are having a bad day, whether your house just burned down, whether you went through bankruptcy, your passion, no matter what happens to you, has a sustaining mm. influence on this drive toward it, what it is that you want. So if you really yeah. want to start that business, you want to solve this problem. If you have sufficient passion and you blend it with ambition and meaning, you are very likely to achieve what it is you're after. That's the rocket fuel. It is. You know, octane. It, it occurred to me, Ken, the passion is also important because there are other people's doubts that we get to deal with as we move toward our own goals mm -hmm. and dreams. And those doubts can jump up as another barrier trying to fuel your own doubt. Oh, I don't think you can do that. That happens it's, a lot. What, what are you thinking? How could you? What? Who do you think you are? All of those things are going to jump up and try to get in our way. But if the passion is sufficient, that it doesn't matter what other people are saying about this. You can't be talked out of it. That's absolutely true. You know, so many people in these innovators that I've read about and studied and followed and known, if you read their lives and their biographies, they were confronted with that. From oh, yeah. Thomas Edison, Henry Ford, they were all considered lunatics. They thought, oh, you're crazy. You can't do this. It mm -hmm. happened to me when I started my own business. Everybody doubted me. It was very rare to find somebody who was truly supportive of me that I could do what I was going to do at a very young and early age. And for the first few years trying right. to get it off the ground, I became one of the doubters. But it was forging mm. through to get past those doubts mm -hmm. that it mm -hmm. actually took place. But you are right. A lot of people... Uh, when they start out with something as a visionary, they will face the doubts from people who are probably mired in doubt themselves. And would you ever really expect otherwise? Because really, the truly breakthrough things that are going to happen haven't really been done before. And that's why people doubt. Yeah, well, like Chuck Yeager. Mm -hmm. You can't go speed or faster than the speed of sound. What are you talking about? And that's all their experience had to support. No one has ever done it before, therefore, it can't be done. Well, that's fuzzy logic. It doesn't mean it can't be done, but it does mean that nobody has a precedent for this in their own mind, and probably the default reaction to that is doubt. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important to overcome. We're capable of more. My, my uh, favorite quote of all quotes was by Thomas Edison. Mm. And he said, in fact, this is the first chapter of the book. He said, if we did all the things we are capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves. Right. And once you come to learn to break these doubt barriers, you do astound yourself. You look back and you go, man, how did I do that?
Mm-hmm. And that's what this book is about, is how to get there and how to do it. And then toward the last half of the book, I break out into showing how you can apply this very theory to money management, customer service, leadership, health care, right. and all other types of uh, things that you encounter in your life. It's in there. Because it's a principle, mm-hmm. it can be applied in any of those contexts. You bet. Nice. You know, we do astound ourselves sometimes. I think it's good to pause every so often and just take a look at what you've already accomplished. Can you believe what you've already done? Oh, I know. I have some school teachers in my past that are astounded that I made it this far. Yeah? <laughs> who? Especially, especially who the principal, you know. Ken? <laughs> you mean little Ken? He actually astounded us. Yeah. You know, it was funny. I, my daughter uh, found an old list that I had created probably 20 years ago, a dreams list. And I was thinking big, Ken. I was trying to stretch myself. And here's what I would do if I had unlimited time and money and resources and support from friends and family. And as she was looking over that list, she kept chuckling and giggling. And I said, what's going on? She says, you've already done all these things, Dad. And most of them I had. And some of them I had decided weren't important to me anymore. They didn't fit my meaning and my purpose. And I had abandoned them long ago, not because, not because I couldn't do them, but because my meaning took me a different direction. There you go. But cu- coupling that with the ambition and the passion, I can see this in my own life, Ken. And it's astounding to see what can happen when you stay on purpose. So you're on a mission now. Oh, I am. I can tell. And there's a lot of people that, that you still haven't touched that you would love to. In supporting you in doing that, for all of you listeners out there, Ken has his book. Go get the book. You'll have some fun overcoming your own doubt barriers and moving faster than the speed of doubt. That sounds good to me. Ken, you're also available to speak to organizations, to do presentations and trainings and those sorts of things. How can our listeners get a hold of you or find out more about what you're doing? Well, of course, the easiest way is my website. It's uh, www.kengallagher.com, but there's a catch here. My last name... Starts with a G. It starts with a G. It's not pronounced how it's spelled. <laughs> right. thought, what am I going to do with my ancestors at Ellis Island, you know? The last name is spelled G-A-L-L-A-C-H-E-R. So that's the catch that's right the there. That's C-H for the last G sound. Exactly. A hard G sound. Ken Gallagher, spelled G-A-L-L-A-C-H-E-R.com. And Ken, at that website, they can contact you. They can get access to your book, find out more about what it is you're doing. Exactly. To assist you to move faster than the speed of doubt. I love it. I appreciate I love you it having too. me. Thanks for being here today, Ken. It's been Everybody, a lot of fun. Time to go out there and live on purpose. <laughs>